0: Welcome to Full Rigger, a Florida true crime podcast. I'm Karen Curtis. I'm Jennifer Ross. And today we are going to talk about square groupers and all kinds of stuff that float around in the ocean off the coast of South Florida and things that live in the trees in that, South Florida as well.
1: That eat people.
0: <laughs> jeez. And kittens. <laughs> but you remember in the 80s, the cocaine cowboys? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Carlos Later. Right, um, He actually worked with Escobar and really established the...
1: Medellin Cartel, right? Medellin Cartel. If you watch the Netflix series Narcos, it was about Carlos Later. Yeah. Which he, I I watched like a half of an episode. It got too violent and I was like, I can't watch this. It was bad. Yeah.
0: It was bad. And he ended up really revolutionizing the way the drugs were brought in he he actually bought an island norman's cay and Isn't that amazing yeah and he had sex orgies and all this stuff on there but he was a he was half german and half colombian and he loved hitler and he loved Love. john lennon wow he was a real weird guy but anyway we'll get into him in a moment i'm going to tell you about that to tell you about this Every year dozens of fishermen around Florida find thousands of dollars if not millions of dollars worth of drugs floating at sea. And you know what? They have and what would you do with it? They have to decide whether to turn it in, which then they give it to this company that charges 45 bucks a pound to burn it or to sell it themselves and make money. What would you do?
1: Well, it depends because I would be concerned that the person that was supposed to get it is watching. Oh. And that, you know, here I am, I'm going to pull this square grouper out of the ocean and pocket it myself and then sell it. I don't know to whom, but I would assume that I would try to sell it on my own.
0: Well, that's the problem. You're like a radio person. You're not a drug dealer, so you don't have connections and it's
1: hard. Yeah. yeah. And you'll
0: eventually end up with an undercover DEA
1: person. Oh, that's it. And then I'll end up in prison for trying to traffic cocaine.
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, have you ever done any deep sea fishing? No. Oh, it's so much fun.
1: And then... Did your father do this too, through the bedroom of his, uh, the window of his bedroom or kitchen?
0: <laughs> Here we got a square grouper. We got about, a, we got a bale of a pot, and we got a brick of cocaine online.
1: But see, I'm thinking, if it's floating in the ocean, then there was a mishap to begin with, or it was intentionally dump it. dumped. Right. So they're not watching it, right? Because it, God no. knows, and how many currents picked it up and where it's getting taken to. So I would be safe to grab it.
0: Now, my dad, you asked me, about, he took me out deep lake michigan fishing oh cool 20 miles out to the, and we bought we wow. caught huge salmon it was fun but the downriggers would go and the you know there'd be fish on the line and I, he'd go jesus christ and he started <laughs> reeling it in and another one would go and i tried to go reeling it and he'd go jesus christ and he'd go reel it Leave in it I'm alone! Like, i'm like what am i gonna get to reel one in?
1: i actually caught a uh sailfish oh yeah and and it was apparently everyone was like all excited on the boat no it's like okay this is it took an hour and a half to catch this fish yeah it was it was i was tired
0: it'll work you, but it, it you know was,
1: didn't let it go we took a picture let it go it was great
0: the square groupers though you can reel those in no problem they don't fight you
1: yeah and uh, how big is a square grouper like a coke uh, a brick of coke like well, you know maybe 10 by 10 yeah
0: and this, this thing was worth a half million dollars oh my god yes In this long history of Florida drugs from the cocaine cowboys on up, it's unlikely that any floating package of cocaine led to quite as much devastation as 15 kilos (gasps) that perpetually sunburned felon Jeremy McCauley hooked off the coast of Key Largo. Key Largo is kind of like in the middle of the Keys.
1: Okay. So this guy, Jeremy, caught 15 kilos of cocaine. Yes. How nice.
0: By accident.
1: Was he a a fisherman? Was he like netting? They were out
0: fishing and he caught it, I guess... I don't know if it was on a net or with a line, you know, wow. uh, if he reeled it in. Got something on the line. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's 15 kilos of Coke worth half a million dollars. But the thing was, there were witnesses on the boat that saw him reel it in.
1: Okay. That's 33 pounds, by the way.
0: That's pretty big it's,
1: it's, it's a square big, grouper. Yeah, that's a fat one.
0: So, um, apparently, witnesses later told police that Macaulay and the seahorse captain, Rich Rodriguez... Pulled it in during a trip in June of 2015.
1: Okay, and and there are witnesses, and they didn't turn it over to authorities is what you're going to tell me. Okay, here's your problem right there.
0: Yes. Quickly, there was a lot of coke being thrown around in the upper keys of Florida. He was slinging the cocaine in the upper keys. Wow. And the boyfriend of a mother of three, his name was Carlos Ortiz, he had a drug problem. Wow. The girlfriend's name is Tara Rosado. Right after this woman Rosado divorced, she started dating this guy. And he had a drug problem, and it was a bad idea because she has three children, three young children. And Carlos Ortiz knew about the square grouper catch and made the mistake of trying to extort Macaulay, threatening him that he would turn him in for the coke if he didn't pay him money.
1: Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so he wants the drugs. If not, he's going to turn the guy in.
0: He wants. M- is- he wants money to not go to the police oh, to tell so the police hush- that he's got all that. Yeah, he wants hush money. Hush fund. Okay. Yeah. So. Here's what the Monroe County Sheriff's deputies encountered inside 238 Cuba Road after 2 p.m. October 16th, 2015. So Ortiz, the boyfriend, was in bed with Rosado, and he was clad in black gym shorts, a black tank top. He had taken a single 45 caliber bullet to the forehead. Oh, jeez. It shattered his skull, pierced his brain, and exited cleanly behind his left ear.
1: Okay, so he's dead.
0: Dead as a doornail, he was kinda of leaning forward. The kids found him, but we'll get to that in a moment. Ah. Yeah, so the girlfriend, Rosado, was offed just because she witnessed his murder. She was wearing flip flops, dark sweatpants, a black shirt that read sexy and gold glitter, and someone had held a gun to the back of her head and pulled the trigger. Ah. Firing a round that entered her brain and came out near her right eye. Jeez.
1: So she's collateral damage, basically.
0: Yes, and you know what? I, I found a term. Let's see if you know this one, because you're from like the England mob,
1: area. Mob, mob world. You're you're mobbed up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not mobbed up, but go ahead. Okay.
0: So, have you ever heard of someone? I twisted that guy. No. Yeah, it's you shot him in the back of the head. I twisted him. So oh, she was wow. twisted. Jeez. Okay. So the three kids heard something in the night. And they figured their mom was just arguing with the boyfriend carlos so they went back to sleep well that these
1: are little kids i assume
0: eight-year-old noah got up for school he woke his siblings four-year-old martha and three-year-old michael oh dear and this was friday morning mom and carlos hadn't stirred so he walked into their bedroom now think about this they killed these two people with the kids in the house and the person who killed them said that if he knew the kids were there, he would have killed the kids.
1: <gasps> yeah. Thank God he didn't know the kids are home. Oh, my God.
0: So when eight-year-old Noah saw them, he touched the blood to make sure it was real. And for a few hours, oh, he and the his... other kids sat near the bed and sobbed.
1: These poor children.
0: Their pit bull puppy wandered around tracking red paw prints all over the house. <gasps> Jeez. Finally, Noah and his sister, grabbed his sister Martha, grabbed a sheet of paper and some crayons. And they drew two headstones, both cross-shaped. And at the bottom, they scrawled, rest in peace, Mom and Carlos.
1: Oh, my God.
0: So that is really brutal. So, again, the motive was to shut up Ortiz, who had been demanding money in exchange for silence about Macaulay's drug dealing. And then Rosado was killed for witnessing the crime, according okay, to the
1: is, and, and I don't know who's done the killing yet, but I'm assuming it's the guy that caught the square grouper. Or are you going to tell me no? Yeah.
0: Well, for months, detectives were stumped. Wow. By this double homicide until a cell phone, again, floating in the water in a nearby canal, helped them unravel the bizarre, unlikely Florida
1: tale. Wow, I didn't know cell phones floated.
0: Well, I'm thinking because they're fishermen, they have those cases. Oh, okay. That they have them in because they were able to extract everything off the phone.
1: Oh, so it wasn't just thrown in the water. No.
0: Ortiz, they learned, had been blackmailing the local fisherman, Macaulay, who had found that massive stash of cocaine floating at sea and now was selling it around the island. So three weeks after the killings, police finally caught a break. Fishermen working in a canal just off Key Largo spotted a gun in the crystalline water and called it in. Police dive team fished out the Rusty Colt 45 government model with ammo similar to the bullets that had killed Ortiz and Rosado. So a few days what later, are the
1: odds of this all that coming they find to be? all this in this the water. Is, yeah, this is amazing, actually.
0: It really is, right? <laughs> wow. A few days later, another dive team turned up his white iPhone, as I said, a few yards away. So they found the phone, then they found they found the gun, the gun then, then they, they found they the
1: phone. phone. Okay.
0: So in the meantime, police extracted Ortiz's text records from the night of the murder, and they show a flurry of four messages to Macaulay in the hour before the murder. In one, Macaulay replied that he was on his way to the house on Cuba Road. And the phone's photo drive revealed that Ortiz had stockpiled other incriminating pictures of Macaulay's drug dealing.
1: So, Oh, great. Yeah. So they had him, basically. At least they knew he was dealing drugs. Whether or not he was a killer, they've yet to prove.
0: Yeah. But Macaulay's attorneys argued that he was set up by this guy named Adrian Demblins, a well-known local drug dealer, who police say drove him to and from the scene. But Devlin's cut a deal to testify against McCauley in exchange for 10 years in uh-huh. prison for his
1: role in the crime. Now, you know what? It's Like I said, when there's a witness, People you People turning a on you. Yeah, can't do it. So is it true that this Deblin's guy did off them? We but don't, what would his reasoning be? Because he was the drug dealer? Was he getting all the cocaine from the other guy?
0: Well, maybe he was too rich for McCauley's blood. He, he, I mean, it is established that he, it was his vehicle, and he drove him there.
1: But this is the thing, and this is why I'm going to think this guy's guilty, because with this Macaulay guy, he's a fisherman. He finds the coke. He's not a drug dealer. Right. So he's not like a murderer. Not that all drug dealers are murderers, but if you're dealing with that's that kind right. of cartel, they're usually not nice people. So, I mean, this is a guy that's a fisherman. What makes him turn that evil? Money? I, I guess. But to call, that's, that was like a, a mob hit. That's somebody who's killed before. You don't just put a gun to the back of somebody's head and pull the trigger. Yeah. That's extremely difficult to do, especially when they're screaming, don't kill me. Exactly. And you still pull the trigger. Oh, that's pretty brutal. So
0: So his attorney, Carlos Gonzalez, argued during the trial that McCauley was innocent of the murders and that Deblins' twin brother, Christian Deblins, was the man who actually pulled the trigger of the forty-five caliber pistol used to shoot Ortiz and Rosado. Once each in the head. But prosecutors during the trial relied heavily on grainy security camera footage filmed by Rosado's next door neighbor that showed the men arriving at the house the night of the murders and one man being greeted by Ortiz in the driveway before they both went into the house. McCauley was asked by the judge if he had anything to say when he was sentenced, and he said, You're sending me to prison for something I didn't do. So the judge said he acknowledged that Ortiz's extortion attempt was real, but he says that doesn't excuse the taking of life, let alone Two while their three children were in the home. Okay. And Macaulay ended up getting life in prison, not the death penalty. So I'm telling you this to tell you about Carlos later. Okay. He rose from petty criminal to become one of the major players in the Medellin cartel. Wow. Compared to Pablo Escobar, he's one of the lesser known members of the cartel. But if it weren't for him, the cartel's cocaine smuggling would never have really gotten off the ground. Really? Because he's the one that got the, the planes to fly. He bought Norman's Key. he had, And so he brought them in over the ocean and into Florida. And that was the big deal. And they eventually got him. I mean, despite the exponential gains in drug money for the cartel and earning billions himself, his real mission was to lead a neo-Nazi government in Colombia. He loved Hitler.
1: That's kind of scary, huh?
0: Yeah. And he, and he, he loved John Lennon. He was a vocal anti-Semite and Holocaust denier.
1: But he loved John Lennon, who was probably the the biggest anti-war, anti-violent guy there was. He
0: considered Adolf Hitler
1: a genius. Oh, wonderful.
0: So um, he's half German and he's half Colombian, born in 1949. And he befriended a guy that you know about, In prison, when he was in Danbury, Connecticut, and he became cellmates with drug dealer
1: George Young or Young. Oh, he isn't he? He was the one that was in Netflix. Is he the one in Netflix? They made the movie. Well, they made made
0: the The movie about him was Blow. Yeah, but I think Carlos later they did Narcos. Yeah. So um, Jung would tell later about why didn't you tell me about the cocaine business? He said, "Did you know it sells for sixty thousand dollars a kilo in the United States?"
1: Oh my God.
0: And then Jung added that a cash register started ringing in his head.
1: Oh yeah, when you're talking 60 grand. They said when Carlos Escobar went to trial, he was worth how many hundreds of billions yep. of dollars? Yeah. And that's all cash. That's not like money. So when they bought, when what's his name later bought Norman's key, it was no big deal. It was a no. cash deal, here you go.
0: <laughs> He'd have orgies, sex with men and women. It was crazy. Wow. Uh, He later wanted to find a more isolated area without limits from authority, so he found and purchased Norman's Cay. It's about 210 miles southeast of Miami. The island became the midpoint in the transport route to Florida. It also became the base of operations for later and a private getaway for drug-fueled parties. Wow. a Sodom and Gomorrah Wow. he was a rich bisexual man apparently having frequent orgies with five males, ten females and everybody running naked and everybody switching partners and everybody drinking smoking pot and
1: <laughs> didn't snorting coke.
0: coke so it became his private domain
1: wow it's kind of yeah. like a modern a, a, a prelude to uh, Jeffrey Epstein
0: what's his island called?
1: Sex Island, I don't so, know that's what they called it
0: well, Carlos later finally really screwed up when he twisted or shot and killed one of Escobar's sicarios or hitmen. So Escobar turned him in to Colombian authorities. Wow. Yeah. So know. the DEA raided Norman's K in 1980 and later fled to Colombia. And through Later's plane based smuggling operation, he made the Medellin cartel a fortune, but he was extradited to Jacksonville, where he was tried in federal court and he was given 135 years in prison. Wow. Yeah. Uh, actually, um later tried to kill one judge every week. He said he was he threatened to kill one judge every week until he was released. So the marshals provided extra security there in Jacksonville.
1: Are you kidding me?
0: And then prosecutors, um because of later's threats, he had a special cell inside the courthouse when his trial was not in session, kind of like Hannibal Lecter. Wow. Guards patrolled each courthouse floor armed with rapid fire guns. He was tried and convicted in 1988 and later was imprisoned for life without parole plus 135 years. But he got knocked wow. down because he knew information about the Panamanian dictator, Manuel Noriega, which led to a reduced sentence. Some people speculated that he was out of jail and in the witness protection program, but his attorney has shown up since then for habeas corpus hearings and, other, and things. other things. So we know he's still in prison, but he's in the witness protection program. In fact, he was transferred to a minimum security prison in Florida. He's visited regularly by his family members, has access to TV and to a computer with only email access. And I assume you want to know what happened to Norman Kay Norman's K. Yeah. Who bought it? And the island has purportedly been sold, oh, now to Miami-based Fort Capital Group.
1: Oh, there you go. So you got Norman's Key, and uh, you can go there, uh, and it's in the Exumas.
0: There you go. It's 200 miles off Miami. There you go. But yeah, it's just amazing how many, you know, the drugs that come in and out of Florida, and they're still floating out there in the ocean. Don't, if you catch it, don't reel it
1: in. Yeah, unless, unless you know a drug dealer that you can give it to. Or don't reel it in, but if you happen to reel it in, call the cops immediately. Or, or
0: you could end up twisted. Yeah,
1: boy, who wants to? know one wants that.
0: So, welcome to your beach nightmare, Jen.
1: Uh-oh. That's not my beach nightmare? Finding, uh, you know, square grouper? Nope. No.
0: Also in the keys, there's a thing. It's a giant crab that oh, eats geez. coconuts, kittens, even people, and they are in South Florida. The coconut crab is so frightening that the famous naturalist Charles Darwin once dubbed it monstrous.
1: I'm looking at a picture of the coconut crab right now, and it's it, there's a question, is it good eating? They're very edible, Yeah. so that's the only good thing about it?
0: Well, they're endangered. They've been hunted. Well, look at the size of them. Yeah, they're freaking enormous. They weigh like eight, nine, ten pounds, but they can carry sixty pounds. Oh my god! And their claws have the like the psi. They have the compression of a lion's jaw. Oh So they can—that's how they break the coconuts. They and, can
1: break your legs and human bones. Oh my god!
0: It grows about th- to be three feet long and is thought to be the biggest arthropod living on land. Here, I had our microphones, our full rigor microphones, out there really? on the beach with them.
1: Uh oh. Oh, God. <laughs> it's amazing where our microphones go. <laughs> <laughs> it's just
0: eating away. There's a kitten. Oh, oh there goes a bird. A red toed wow. booby. So, if you thought that new freshwater plague of testicle eating fish was oh, scary, geez. now you've got a reason to be terrified to go to the beach the coconut crab it's a humongous flesh-eating hermit crab strong enough to crack coconuts some are saying it's what killed and ate amelia Earhart. oh come on by hand to what god what do you mean,
1: the killed her so she lands on some deserted island somewhere and wherever it was yes and the coconut crabs
0: that's their theory
1: that's they surrounded her and attacked in mass
0: yes so in 1940, researchers found a fractured skeleton on Nikumauro Niku
1: Mororo. Bless you. <laughs> Whatever.
0: Mororo Island. Okay. It had been torn apart limb from limb. It's widely believed it was the body of Amelia Earhart and that she had been torn apart by coconut crabs. She, It's believed Earhart crashed on the island and was left there either bleeding or dead on the beach. Oh, and like the red-footed booby that they love to eat so much, her blood would have lured the coconut crabs. They have an amazing sense of smell. They smell through their antennas. And they were living in underground burrows. So when she's there, they come out of their burrows and they oh just rip the corpse apart. Or her, maybe she was alive. team of scientists ran a test in 2007 to see what the crabs would have done to her. They left a pig carcass at the site where Earhart was believed to have crashed.
1: Right. Poor pig, huh?
0: Again, our full rigor microphones were there.
1: <laughs> Poor little piggy.
0: So just as they imagine what happened to Earhart, the crabs crawled out of their homes tore the pig to shreds.
1: Oh, my God.
0: The crabs then dragged whatever they could find down into their underground
1: layers and ate the flesh off the bones. So then all of Amelia Earhart's bones should have been in the crab layers.
0: Right. You're right. You're right. They found them on the beach.
1: Yeah. So maybe it was just, you know, other critters that gnawed at her. Any Komodo dragons on this island? (laughs) I'm just curious. (laughs) Jeez.
0: So... You know these Oh, how horrible! When they can't find coconuts, they're really versatile creatures. Some people keep them as pets. Who
1: wants one of these things as a pet? Well, you said they serve them in Japan too. Yeah. Well, I, I did some research. You can buy them like on the street. It you know at a market in Japan.
0: But they've and been. And then they
1: cook them right there.
0: They've been known to target types other types of prey. They were shocked to discover that they would attack birds resting in treetops. So these things can climb. Trees, that's what they do. They climb up palm trees and they grab the coconuts and throw them down and hope they crack, but they can still crack them with their claws. And then they go down until they're like 15 feet off the ground and then they drop to the
1: ground with a huge and they survive
0: and they survive or they drop on your head. Oh my
1: god, imagine! No, I can't. I've never seen one though, and I've lived in South Florida all my life.
0: Crabs were observed, these coconut crabs, uh, breaking the birds' wings using their pinchers and oh then dragging them God. down to their underground burrows. Then they eat carrion, which is dead carcasses. Right. And they've been known to dismantle the corpses of other coconut crabs for food. Now, they do rarely attack humans, but if they're hungry, they will. And if they feel threatened, they may display aggressive behavior. Like, if you stick your finger into their burrow, your hand, to like get something, they'll bite your fingers off.
1: Lovely. Yeah. and people want these things for pets why i don't know i mean i could understand raising them to eat them i mean it's like an, they're huge
0: it's like an overgrown spider
1: yeah it's it's i'm looking at one right now they're they're pretty large and they got it in a crate like one of those plastic crates oh it's disgusting it's like, oh my god you go to
0: our full rigor um instagram page uh. We have a picture of of it up there. It's It's horrible.
1: Oh, did we put up the one on the trash can? Yes. Oh, my God. It gives you an idea of how big it is. I had the worst Oh, here they are cooking one. They put it in boiling water like a lobster in Japan. Oh, God. He ain't moving really well. Uh Uh-oh. Okay.
0: So they've been known to hunt birds, tear apart live pigs. Jeez. Cannibalize the corpses of other crabs. They'll even eat their own skin, Jen.
1: Oh, these these are animals that you need to stay away from. Not make a pet. Well, you out of you
0: know you've got oh groupers god. and 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 lobsters. They eat the crap off the bottom of the ocean. These are scavengers. Oh, god! But these crabs shed their own exoskeletons to grow new ones, and when the old molted shell falls off, right? They eat the whole thing.
1: They eat the shell.
0: Them- from themselves.
1: That's horrible. That's like oh.
0: Chewing it's, up the dried-up shell geez. of their own dead hope, skin.
1: I'm hoping if, you, if you're listening to this, you're not eating. That's disgusting.
0: And they can climb anything they see, so you're not safe. Fences, walls... Around your home, tree branches.
1: But you said these things are like around here. They're they're not around here, right?
0: They're in South Florida.
1: Uh, have you ever seen one? No,
0: I've never seen them until I saw it, and then I I, I said I got to share this with
1: our full rigor crowd. <laughs> this is crazy.
0: My God. They're
1: all they're horrible. But in Japan, they eat them. Apparently, uh, they raise them and eat them because I just watched some guy make some dish with them. Then hmm. they steam them like a, a lobster would be steamed.
0: They're, well, they're fascinating creatures. They've dwindled in recent years. In fact, they're endangered. And if you see one, I wouldn't blame you if you run. I mean, face to face with a three foot long tree climbing thick shelled crab that can snap your bones and squeeze it. with
1: <laughs> Wonderful.
0: With the squeeze of their claws is probably not worth sticking around.
1: It's, it's somewhat prehistoric looking. It really it is. is. It's, it's very large. It's just a very large. It looks like a regular crab on steroids. That eats things. Like it's just people. ugly
0: as sin. It's huge.
1: So. It's the size of like a little turkey. Yeah,
0: but it can carry like six times its weight.
1: You should. You should see them cooked. You they can, them look really good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> let me break off a leg over oh, here. Oh
0: man, have a nosh. <laughs> So can you? People keep these things as pets. Apparently, they are pretty well behaved as long as you keep them yeah, well. Yeah, as
1: long as you keep them in a cage and, and they can't get to you. Keep them well fed. What do they eat? Anything? What do you feed them? I mean, like, if they're your pet, what do you feed them?
0: I think they eat coconuts. Just give them coconuts. They're the coconut
1: crab. Wow.
0: I- I'm sure you're going to be relieved to find out, but that's it for Full rigor. Thank you, Jen. I don't
1: know if I'm going to th- have nightmares about these damn things now. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Your story. It lives in River City, where you can enjoy a metropolitan vibe and a small town feel, where we set the standard for service and looking out for one another where there's so much more than steak in our thriving food scene. Your story is the story of Omaha, told by those who live it and love it. Whether that's helping you keep up with the Cornhuskers or creating the content you crave. And here in the Omaha World Herald is where it comes to life. Omaha World Herald, where your story lives. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors,